Welcome to episode 193 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Hello. It is Monday night, May 1st, and with Guardians of the Galaxy coming out later this week, we put out the call last week to McSauce Nation to give us your top 14 Marvel Cinematic U movies. Rank all the movies in the Marvel Cinematic U from 1 to 14. Uh, sadly, Blade and Blade 2 did not make the cut, or they would be numbers 1 and 2. <laughs> 1 and 1A. So before we get into... Wait, what uh, about every- Blade 3? Mm-hmm. Not in the top two. Probably four. Okay. Uh, before we get into our MCU lists, let's do housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. Just going to do a quick version of housekeeping. You're here, so you know that you can find stuff at mixsauce.com. You can find our podcast on Stitcher and iTunes and Podomatic, all the great places that you can find all the different podcasts. So, um, yeah, and with that, we're just going to jump right in because we've got a lot of, a lot of ground to cover. The universe that we're here to cover tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It is a Marvel universe. I like that. Do we want to kick off with a fan list? Sure, sure. Do we so, want to? How do? Yeah, do, let's frame this a little bit. What? Why do we have lists, Paul? Because humans in general like making lists. Listicles. That's great. But <laughs> listicles. Yeah, article. That's a thing. Listicles? Listicles are, are articles that are just lists on the internet. Ah, so that's what mm. Newsarama is, right? Newsarama, uh, BuzzFeed is a popular listicle site. Typically, I'm not a big fan of lists because I don't ever agree with them. Well, that's that's kind of the point of listicles, to get you, get you talking. Get yeah, get you saying, flowing. can you believe IGN <laughs> fucked everything up again? They're <laughs> or, probably the best at listicles because they do the opposite of what everyone else. Oh, I don't know about that. What everyone else thinks. Uh, <laughs> I will say maybe our most controversial episodes we've ever done here in the 193 episodes that we've done was the uh, when we ranked A and B list heroes and villains. Yeah, yeah, we had some pushback on where some of those characters fell. I think we were pretty much right on. Well, there's no question. I, I don't think there was one erroneous number in the bunch. I would agree. You know how I know that we were right? Because we have a comic book podcast. That's true. That was, and they just they just don't hand those out no, to people. No. You have to really earn them. Yeah, I think that uh, anyone with 193 episodes of a comic book podcast are quality list makers. That's yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. We put in the work. We did some lists. So, Ian, do you want to read us a list? Sure. Uh, I think what we'll probably do, because we did receive quite a few lists from our fans as we asked them, and they responded, as they always do. So maybe we'll read through a couple of these lists, talk about it, and then go back and get a couple more lists, something like that. So I want to start off with Larry Ganny, the guest room, the host of the Guest Room Podcast. Paul, you were just on the Guest Room Podcast this known, past week. Known movie file. Cinephile, yes. Cinephile, sorry. Known cinephile, and if you... Who has never heard of Monster Squad. Cinephile card revoked. Well, you know, we were... uh, I just did the last episode of the Guest Room Podcast. You can search and listen to that if you want to hear more of me, like I do most of the time. Uh, We talked a lot about (laughs) movies, and as we're going through talking about different movies, uh, I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of stuff that... 
I just have not seen. I, I feel like it was almost the you know happenstance of the stuff that was coming up just happened to be stuff that I didn't see. But yeah, a lot of stuff we were talking about. I was like, no, I didn't see that. Didn't oh, see no, that. Either. I think you. I listened to it, and it seemed like you had a a pretty deep knowledge of the stuff he was talking about. But when you were talking to him about simple stuff, Monster Squad, yeah, a pretty simple one, but right? I'm, We've all seen Monster I'm Squad. Right? That's with, surprising that uh, that he hasn't seen Monster Squad. No offense, Larry. I'm familiar with, like, for instance, I'm familiar with uh, the Alien franchise, but. I've only seen the first two. I didn't see Prometheus. I didn't yeah. see the third one. So, um, yeah, I, I felt like there's a, a lot of stuff that I know of, but I've never actually seen. So, what's Larry's list look like? At number fourteen, he has Iron Man. Oh, 2. we're going, we're going, we're bottom we're up. We're gonna do bottom up because that's how that's how you do it. It's you like build a countdown. Suspense. Yeah, it is a countdown. Fourteen, Iron Man two. Thirteen, Thor: The Dark World. Twelve, The Incredible Hulk. 11, Avengers Age of Ultron. 10, Thor, proper. 9, Ant-Man. 8, Doctor Strange. 7, Iron Man 3. 6, Captain America, the first Avenger. 5, Guardians of the Galaxy. 4, Marvel's Avengers. 3, Iron Man. 2, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And 1, Captain America, Civil War. That's an, an admirable list. What was number 14? I had some... Number fourteen was Iron Man two, the hmm. one the one that really kind of threw me off. Where does uh, Iron Man three rank? Iron Man three is number seven. That is obscenely list. too high, Larry. What's it doing there? Yeah, I I feel like those he the, this might be a typo, Larry. You can change it at any time, <laughs> but you need to flip those two around. I think. Paul, do you have any thoughts on Larry Ganey's list? Any list that does not feature Age of Ultron. As the dead last list Uh-oh. as a false list. <laughs> a false list. That movie is start to finish garbage. Uh, we're going to get into some other lists that don't have it that way. Let me see if I can find one that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think we're going to see lots of Guardians in the top third. We're going to see you know Civil War and Winter Soldier up there too. Um, I, I I from the list that I've seen so far. There's a handful of similarities. Yeah, there's a pretty big running theme that I hopefully we'll be able to unpack on this episode. Uh, I'm going to jump around here on my own personal list. I'm going to go with Tiffany. She uh, submitted a list here, and it has 14, Incredible Hulk, 3. Stop. Oh, stop. Bad list, right? <laughs> bad list. You're going to be doing... <laughs> 14 is Incredible Hulk? Like, the, we're talking the worst of the bunch like Incredible Hulk was not the worst of the bunch at all. I feel like I feel like Incredible Hulk would have would be a lot higher on people's lists if either Mark Ruffalo starred in it or Ed Norton stayed for the whole You're show. Absolutely right. But since Maybe, it's an actor but- change, the movie completely gets discounted. The big fight at the end with uh, Abomination. Abomination. I mean, it's cool. It's all right. It's not, you know, the biggest, the biggest third act set piece, the greatest thing we're gonna see. But everything leading up to that was so 
good. All the stuff between Ed Norton even, and Liv Tyler. Even the intro when when the army goes after him on the campus. The intro is really great. When it's he's a really on the interesting run. way to like well, not even that, just to credit the opening, oh, the credit opening credits yeah. that catches the audience up to where they are at that point, I think yeah. is actually really inventive. It's a way to skip over an origin story that I don't think anybody needs to be told. We already saw the Hulk. We know the TV series. People know how the Hulk becomes the Hulk. So well, they skip right over that. And I think I, that's... I don't, I don't know if your layman knows how the Hulk became the Hulk, actually. They know what he is. They understand he's a guy who turns into a big green raging monster. Gamma radiation. I mean, that's, that's all... <laughs> That's it. Everyone knows gamma radiation. <laughs> no, I mean, idiot. Like, I beg to differ. Most people, pro- like, if I asked my mother, how did the Hulk become the Hulk, she would not have an answer. Well, they even do a different version of how the Hulk becomes the Hulk. It's like a gamma injection, right? So, right, right, right. right. But it old, doesn't matter. The old like, hot beef gamma injection. <laughs> but it kind of doesn't matter, though. You know what I mean? Like, gamma, you know, science. That's People right. know science. Regardless, they tuck the origin into the. Opening credits. Right. It works perfect. There's a lot of great stuff in that movie, and I fucking guarantee <sighs> it's that movie gets rated low because it's not Mark Ruffalo or Ed Norton didn't stay. I think that it is it's fallen on down on the list because people have forgotten about that movie. But I do think that because I I watched a gang of these movies this weekend. I recently watched an Incredible Hulk. It's it's not a top or middle half of the list Do you movie. think it's a clear it's, bottom half? It is. It is. It has pacing problems. It has structural story problems. Um, it has villain problems. What are Timothy, story problems? Like, it's, it's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on what? a second. You're going to single out the Incredible Hulk uh, uh, out of a I list of... I know he's of, your favorite, Matt. Uh, la, 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 la. I was talking. Out of a list of... Technically, all, all I these, was talking. I'm sorry, but... All, out of all these Marvel movies, you're going to single out the Incredible Hulk for having villain problems as if that's a reason to rate it low on the list. No, 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 no. No, I'm not. But Timothy Roth wasn't really a... He wasn't a great villain and there are some th- some moments when he's fighting the Hulk and it's just him but, you know, with super serum injected right. that look ridiculous. They're the most ridiculous thing that I've seen. And I, going in, thought that I was going to like Incredible Hulk more and I didn't. Uh, you mean like whenever he was basically Captain America when he when he had the super soldier serum injected and he was not the abomination yet? Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Not the abomination fight. That's that's fine and good. Uh, the CG's great there, but that whole part is kind of weird looking. Mm-hmm. So and it also. Um, like Liv Tyler kind of mails in a performance. It's not the greatest performance. I love her. I really do. I like her in a lot of things. She's in The Leftovers. She's great. She's in all the Lord of the Rings movies. She's not great in The Incredible Hulk. She really isn't. She also, well, first, um, we can't argue that any villain is weak when we're talking about these lists because every villain well, is weak no, no, while no, we're that's talking not wrong. about these lists. That's wrong because every villain isn't weak. Okay. Marvel does of have... 14 they're... movies, like two are good. Right, right. So I, I, I still I still don't think you can say Timothy Roth is a bad villain. Because Why are you know, calling him they're... Timothy? I thought his name was Tim Roth. Whatever. There are, Whatever. Worse, there are worse portrayals of villains on this list. Sure, so sure. That that's but not it, a knock against this movie. But it's not a saving grace either. It doesn't what make were this the, mo- What were the story problems? I thought that it was, I guess, more pacing problems. I, I'd have to say that it was 
the middle section dragged really slow. Um, and there weren't enough, there wasn't enough levity in the movie. Like they hadn't learned that that is a key component to not only Marvel movies, but I think movies in general. Star Wars has levity in it. Indiana Jones is a funny franchise. This movie was extremely down in the dumps. No kind of humor at all in the film. And I thought going back, I was like, oh man, there's there are going to be points where I'm going to be you, laughing, and it's you gonna... get them all in the first half hour. Uh, yeah, I mean, there whenever he's uh, you wouldn't like me run when, when I'm hungry. hungry yeah, yeah, I, that's that's good stuff. All the stuff whenever he's on the run in um, I forget exactly what um, what country he's in, but when all, when he's in, when he's in the uh, the bottling factory, all that stuff's all it's all great stuff. But it does kind of slow down after he actually turns into the Hulk for the second time at the college campus. It slows down for about forty minutes. And it really drags the entire film down. That's just my personal take on it. And I went in looking to boost this movie up and put it higher on my list. But after a second viewing, right. compared to other movies on this list, it just falls short. So I, I can't... I'm well, not maybe sit you're here right. Say, maybe you're right, because I don't think Paul or I watched this movie recently. As a matter of fact, I've only seen a lot of the movies on this list once. So. Same. So what's next on Tiffany's list? 14, uh, Incredible Hulk. 13, Iron Man 2. 12, Thor 2. 11, Ant-Man. 10, Avengers 2. 9, Doctor Strange. 8, Iron Man 3. 7, Thor. It pains me that we're at 7 and Age of Ultron has not been called yet. It was called. It was called. It was called at 10. Yeah, Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. 6, Captain America. (laughs) 5, Guardians of the Galaxy. 4, Iron Man. Three Captain America Civil War, two Avengers, one Winter Soldier. Well, I have to give it up to Tiffany because that was a pretty strong list, except for the number fourteen. It was it was just weirdly out of place. Otherwise, nice list. <clears throat> Paul, do you approve of Tiffany's list? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was solid, except that Age of Ultron is. Way too high. You think, it is way high. You think, you think <laughs> Age of Ultron high. and Incredible Hulk should have been flip-flopped? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. What's next? Next, we'll, we'll go to our friend Jeremy Knaus of Spitfire's Catering, and he actually is the person that made me ask to do this whole list. He made us ranking. do this. The only reason this is happening during a pandemic <laughs> so is because Jeremy made us do <laughs> Jeremy's list goes 14, Iron Man 3, 13, Incredible Hulk, 12, Iron Man 2, 11, Thor the Dark World, 10, Ant-Man, 9, Doctor Strange, 8, Captain America, the first Avenger, 7, Thor, 6, Avengers, Age of Ultron, 5, Iron Man, 4, Captain America, 3, Civil War, 3, Avengers, 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, 1, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Is that two for Winter Soldier now at number one? I believe so. Um, by You're going to see a, a running theme here. Yeah, by the time we're done here, I'm probably going to hate the stroke fest over Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so another list where uh, Age of Ultron gets a pass. What is it, number seven? It's number six. It beat Jesus. out my beloved oh my Thor. Christ. I'm, the dark I'm world. surprised. No, you know no, just pro- Thor. Regular. Okay. Regular the, Thor. What surprises me most about this list is that Ant Man is so low. Ant Man at number ten. Uh, Ant Man 
doesn't really get a lot of love. But maybe, maybe I, I don't mean, there know are a Jeremy lot of strong, as strong much as I thought here. I did. <laughs> maybe I expect more from Jeremy. I thought he would have appreciated Ant Man more than putting it at where is it at? Num- 10? Number ten. I mean, I don't know, man. There are a lot of really great movies that have that do a lot of great things on the, this list. So ten. I don't know. That might be the right place. I'm I'm interested to hear you guys' list, but um, let me continue to run through. We're also some interested of... in hearing those lists. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, we did ask the fans, and we are nothing without our fans. So let's go to <coughs> another longtime fan of the Mixos podcast, Jody Yurden, co-host of Case in Point. Uh, can I just say something? I expect this to be a very strong list. I. Is can we get Jody? Can we get confirmation? Is your last name pronounced Yerden or Yerden? Next, okay, Jody's list. Yes, and he uh, he puts a little little uh, demarcation on these lists. Um, the first seven on the list range from great to very good. The rest are good to okay to not good. So we're starting off with the. Good to okay to not good. Okay, moving up to the very good. So, so and the then ones into the great. So basically, the ones toward the bottom of the list you didn't like as much as the ones more toward the top of the list. Is that? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Fourteen, Doctor Strange. Thirteen, The Incredible Hulk. I'm, I'm, oh, Jody. I'm sorry. I'm not kidding. I'm not liking this list. Are you kidding with this fucking movie? I, Everyone, go back and watch this motherfucker. It's not as bad as you assholes think. It that goes for every other list we haven't it, even done yet. But it, proactively, but speaking as somebody scolding. who did just watch it, it kind of is as bad as yeah, 14, but 14th, 13, bad. 14, <gasps> 12, in that range, man. Against these movies, the rest of these movies are really solid movies. Hulk has some problems, man. Mm. I'm, t- uh, I, I'm just saying. Okay. 12, Avengers Age of Ultron. Are you happy? Yes. 11, Ant-Man. 10, Iron Man 2. 7, or wait, oh, sorry. I screwed Jesus. up my list. 9, Thor The Dark World. 8, Iron Man 3. 7, Thor. 6, Iron Man. He says, great movie, but a bit underwhelming now that I've seen much of the other 13 Marvel movies. Five Avengers. Wait, wait, what does that mean? Much of the other ones. He hasn't seen all of them? S- seen so much of the other. I don't know. So much. So much. Much of or yeah. so much? So of? much. So okay, much. He that's says so much. much. <sighs> the grammar pod. Five I, Avengers. For, hey, that little word so was important in that context. Go ahead. Four Guardians of the Galaxy. Three Civil War. Two Captain America Winter Soldier. One, Captain America, the first Avenger. And he says, I'm in the minority on this one, but I absolutely love the World War II setting and at and the time at the time, it's whimsical. It's the and he's going to go with the whimsical setting over the seriousness of the Winter Soldier. But it is close. Hmm. Matt, was that the list that you hoped for? No, I was disappointed with it. Sorry, Jody. <laughs> I think it was it was weirdly uh, off kilter. Um, probably the first two thirds of the list working our way toward number one. I have noticed a theme, except for that last one, really. That what the top five or six are generally the same, just in different orders. I feel like this one kind of had the same thing going. Mm. I mean, it, Cap number one was what? threw it off. 
Oh, well, it, yeah, but I mean, what I'm seeing is people really like the Captain America movies, so they're all kind of mixed in here at the top. Um, maybe a list that you'll have more respect for. Matt Walker. Probably M Dub. They uh, a host, a co-host on this show at some point. Um, well, he, maybe, probably a guest. Guest. I don't think he's been a co-host. Guest. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. easy there, Matt Walker. <laughs> Um, and he has some nice uh, quotations on here. Going, and we're going to go uh, in descending order. I'd rather diarrhea shit myself in public. Ascending? Than ascending? Desc- descending. Descending? So wouldn't that start at number one? If it's ascending, then, Grammar yeah. Pod. I'd rather diarrhea shit hey, myself. I just want to speak correctly. Was that bad? <sighs> I'd rather diarrhea shit myself in public than see this movie again. The Incredible Hulk. Jesus Christ. Guess who's never going to be a guest on this podcast again? <laughs> guess he's guess who's never going to co-host this podcast again. Ever ever had someone shove their middle finger into your asshole up to their second knuckle yes. uh-huh. when you weren't expecting it? That's how I feel about this movie. Iron Man 2. And then he goes on. Thor So Iron Man 2 is nothing like anal probing? Is Iron, that No, Iron Man 2 and Thor are um aren't there aren't there a couple other ones? He also puts Avengers: Age of Ultron in this. Yeah, this is probing. Yeah, these are the section. classification of you get a finger double knuckle deep on by surprise, by surprise, like a heavy fondling and makeout session with someone ugly, but <laughs> ugly while you're drunk. You're not really sure why you enjoyed it, but you'd probably do it again. Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World, Ant Man. What what were those numbers? Uh, I don't have numbers at this point. <clears throat> They're probably not needed for a list. <laughs> I just They're copy right and paste it his list. Right around yeah. ten. Right around right ten. Right in the tenish range. What's number one? Ah, I don't really know. We'll get there, Matt. Don't worry. Don't worry. I thought that the humor would overrank uh, me actually putting, going through, and putting the numbers okay, on here. Okay. I mean, I guess I could have done that. So but. it's like on a scale from one to fourteen. How is it? Eh, pretty good. I'd like it. I kind of don't give a shit, but I liked it. Captain America, the first Avenger, Doctor Strange. Another. I like getting oral for the first time. Iron Man. Why are all of these like revolving around genitalia? Like, I don't understand. This is your boy. I don't fucking know. You ask him. I mean, like, can't there be other... Uh, experiences in life that don't involve your balls or your asshole. Well, there, there are, but what would you rather have, like a good blowjob or ice cream? <laughs> Depends. What, See what why, kind of ice where cream. We, we're going with this list now. And for the top four, ever have, <laughs> ever had someone shove their middle finger into your asshole up to their second knuckle? When you were ex- when you were expecting it, this is fucking ridiculous, Matt Walker. <laughs> number why four- are you reading this? Number four, The Avengers. Three, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Two, Guardians of the Galaxy. One, Civil War. <clears throat> so that was that was a ridiculous list. Yeah, that was uh, that was very memorable. Uh, well, you know what? I should have saved that one for last. Incredible, Incredible Hulk, still. Still falling short. Where did where Winter Soldier show up? Is that in the you wanted a butthole or you wanted a finger in your? 
in your butthole. Was Winter Soldier was you wanted a finger and your yeah. second knuckle. You were expecting it. Uh, and it was a second knuckle. To it. Well, I, I think so far through all these lists, you know, we're seeing, you know, Winter Soldier, Guardians, Avengers, you know, a handful of the same Iron Man, handful of the same movies keep showing up. I think we know where where the cream's rising. Right. Mm-hmm. And I will I'll run through these last two really quick. Ian Whetstone submitted a list and what his a great last run, name. Whetstone. Uh, isn't it isn't it even spelled W H E T? It is Whet, with Whetstone. Whet. Fourteen Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Thirteen Jesus. Thor the Dark World. Twelve uh, Iron Man three. Eleven Captain America the First Avenger. This is a bold list. Ten Ant Man. Nine Iron Man two. Eight Thor. Seven Age of Ultron. <laughs> Too high. Six, Doctor Strange. Five, Iron Man. Four, Guardians. Three, Winter Soldier. Two, Avengers. One, Civil War. You know, this might be a good time to talk about my stance on Civil War and how it's so high. No, 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 no. Wait till we get to your list. I don't want to spill the beans early. Did you write a list? uh, I have a list. Over there right now? Yeah. Yeah, I have a list. And we're going to uh, go... I guess I should probably write one then. We'll do one last... Yeah, that was what we were... You guys are getting all my shit because I didn't attach numbers to one list. But you didn't write lists? I, you didn't bring your list, Matt. And Paul, you didn't do one we, at we, all? We did lists. We did. And sort of. I watched half of these movies this weekend. I did the research. You guys are yeah, pieces of shit. The, the, list isn't, the list isn't here. Speaking of pieces of shit... <laughs> Fan favorite, Incredible Jason Cuff Miller's list. <laughs> 15. Incredible Hulk. 14 Iron Man. Wait, wait, two. wait. Why is there 15 of them, Jason? Well, hold on. Wait for it. Oh, boy. 14 Iron Man 2. 13 Iron Man 3. 12 Ant Man. 11 Doctor Strange. 10 Iron Man. 9 Captain America, the first Avenger. 8 Thor. Seven Thor: The Dark World, six Age Thor: of, The Dark World's better than Thor One. Age of Ultron, yeah, that's crazy. Even I have to say that. Five Captain America: Civil War, four Captain America: Winter Soldier, three Guardians, two Avengers, one Thor: Ragnarok trailer. So that's why there were fifteen. He's really amped about Thor: Ragnarok, and I hope the movie lives up to the trailer hype. So that that'll do it for the fans lists, and uh, I think we got a real good flavor of what the people out there seem to like. So I've talked an awful lot. Why don't you guys, uh, you know, slap together a list real quick and let's talk about it? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Matt, what do you got? Well. <clears throat> I don't, I, 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 I don't I know. Will, I will start uh, in ascending order, starting at number 14. It's not The Incredible Hulk. Can you believe it? It's it's the worst movie. It's Iron Man 3. Clearly the worst of the Marvel movies. If that isn't your 13, I mean your 14, then something's wrong with you. I'd like to see Iron Man 3 again because I feel like it's not... I want to say that it's not as bad... As I remember, I just got done watching I have, it before I came here. It's here's, that here's bad. the thing. Here's the thing about my list. I've only see, I've only seen these movies once in the theater. 
I've seen bits and pieces of the earlier ones on Fox or FX or wherever the fuck they run them. But I haven't seen any of these movies in one sitting start to finish since the theater. And when I think of Iron None Man... None of them? You've never... You haven't rewatched Guardians? You haven't rewatched Winter Soldier? Nope. Oof. And when I think of Iron Man 2 and 3, I have more fond memories of Iron Man 3 than 2. Okay. That's, and, I mean, and, that's, and that's basically what, like, what my list is predicated on is... Like, if I could watch any of these movies now, like, which ones would I pick? I guess that's fair. When I was going through my list, I wrote out... I didn't want to be as negative as we normally do, so I wrote out pros uh, for... And and put some cons in here, but I think I just want to go with the pros. And I had a hard time cobbling together things that I liked about Iron Man 3 as I was re-watching it, whereas Iron Man 2 had a bunch of stuff that I enjoyed, things that I forgot, little jewels of information that spread across the Marvel Universe that are more enjoyable now that you've seen all of the movies or all of the movies up to this point where you see things blossom into different story threads and characters become more important. Iron Man 2 had more of that stuff than Iron Man 3 did. They, they could completely skip Iron Man 3, not do it at all, yep. and it would have no ramifications. Yeah, Iron Man 2 was kind of fun for the spectacle of bringing in Black Widow. Uh, which was sort of still new to the whole Marvel Cinematic U by kind of borrowing characters from other things. Well, I guess that was her first appearance, but you know what I mean? Like characters like that aren't like totally synonymous with another one appearing in one of like the, uh, another character's movie. That was a pretty cool thing. Uh, with that said, Iron Man two is my number 13 on the list. Uh, not, not very good. It got worse as it went, too. See, I, I, there were a lot of things that I really liked about Iron Man 2. Uh, I did forget about Black Widow. The introduction of War Machine I thought was kind of cool and neat to see. Yeah. The Tony Stark's armor yep. used by a different person in a different way, in a more military fashion than Tony's like flair showboating style. And I thought yeah. that that was really cool. Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer is... Like, my favorite part of it, going back and watching it, because he's like this funhouse mirror version of Tony Stark. He's like this really lame wannabe version of Tony Stark, all the way down to, like, the self-tanner on his hands, and nobody really thinks he's cool or anything like that. I I thought that his portrayal of Justin Hammer was really, really, like, a highlight for me. It was funny to see him do I suppose. I I guess I want a little bit more than uh, comic relief out of my villains. Um, and that's kind of all he was. Now, with that said, Sam Rockwell is a good actor and he did it well, but I mean, that was another problem with Iron Man three, but he wasn't even really the main villain. He was, he kind of was the main villain. Like I I think was, I think whiplash was the side villain. Despite the fact that he was masterminding everything from behind the scenes, he created all the drones, even though he's asked I think to do something completely different. Mm. He had all the motivation because of the family connections to go against the Starks. He was totally the main villain of that movie. Well, I kind of felt like he was out of the picture by the third act. He wasn't. He was in the final fight was with he? Rhodey and Tony. Okay. Like, he's the last boss okay. of that movie. Okay. All right. 
Well, it was still crappy. Uh, number, and that's fair. Number it's 12. Okay. Speaking of crappy, number 12, Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man was... I think it was kind of one of those paint-by-numbers superhero movies. You even had the training montage in the middle. Uh, the only interesting aspect of it, and, and the movie was saved by two things. One was um, Paul Rudd's humor. Uh, number two was every sequence where Ant-Man shrunk down to ant size. Those were kind of fun to watch. And if I remember correctly, we saw it in 3D and they looked pretty cool mm-hmm. actually for a 3D movie. Um, but yeah, my, my three least favorites, Iron Man 3, Iron Man 2, and Ant-Man. So, uh, do you want me to keep going or, or do we want to maybe tackle your guys, uh, bottom three? Why don't we tackle Paul? Why don't we tackle your bottom three? We can do bottom three. Matt, where are you going? (laughs) I am so, going to the bathroom. That was so shitty. So the listeners know, me and Paul leave the podcast all the time. In <laughs> fact, I just left to get more beers, and you never bust Matt's balls about that. You're such an asshole. Paul, number 14. Yeah, you, you. I think now I know what your number 14 is, but tell the audience... 14 is Doctor Strange. What? Just because, because you haven't seen it. Right, you just lazy because I haven't seen it. Hey, asshole, I've looked for it. I just haven't found it. You could have borrowed it. I you tried. Asked me. I tried, and Matt Walker forgot to bring it to me. Ask me. I'm a better friend than Matt Walker. So, just by circumstance, Doctor Strange falls to number 14. Uh, number 13, Age of Ultron. What a huge turd. What a waste of a really good actor what a waste of a villain who who is the real James good Spader actor. okay James Spader what a waste of a villain that means absolutely nothing to anybody uh, the the premise is well I'm smart now I'm gonna take over the world it's so like it's so just 70s it's it's not even 70s it's so like golden age comic bookie there's no real like there's no real thought behind it. It's just fucking dumb. Like I don't like I don't like the vision in comics. I didn't like the vision in the movie. What didn't you like about Vision? I I just think he's a boring character. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't really like anything about the vision. The most interesting interesting thing about Vision is that he thinks he's a real boy and tries to get it on with a real girl who I also don't like as a character. Scarlet Witch, don't care. Because I mostly know her from the comics. I feel like in the movie they kind of maybe rein in, give you an idea of what she does. But in the comics, there's never been any, like, what the fuck are her powers? Chaos She's mad. Magic. Like, chaos. Yeah. What does that mean? Anything the writer yeah. wants. Yes. Anything that's the true. writer on the book wants. It's an excuse to do whatever you want to do with that character. I and think they reined her crazy in, which I think is sort of a trait of Scarlet Witch. Which is problematic. Yeah, yeah, they 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 you know get into that uh, a little bit. You're introduced to Quicksilver. You know that you're led to believe. You know, like to start, they're like, "Hey, brother sister, we save mm-hmm. this brother sister team. They're going to help us now." And boom, one of them's dead. But it's it's not. It's like we're caught in this limbo because on one hand, you're led to believe 
well, this is a character we're going to care about. We see this relationship built. Oh, he's gone. Never mind. And on on the other hand, it's used as, well, like this is to signify how how bad this threat really is. He killed an Avenger. Mm, he didn't. Dude was an Avenger for like a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the whole thing was just just a mess like i thought all the all the real the best part of it was the party scene where you actually get to see some humanity from these characters you get to see them interact like everything else just felt forced based on what they wanted to do with ultron which could have been so much better fuck if they even designed him like the comics with a strong faceplate if they didn't give him big luscious kissy robotic (laughs) lips that moved but they went the transformers route where everything has to be overly complicated just give him a fucking mask give him a fucking darth vader style helmet that doesn't move it's less human it's more foreign like it's like it's less likely that we're gonna warm up to it yeah that's the whole point of ultron is he's you know he's detached from humanity we don't need kissy face lips to fall in love with it- yeah i think the way the trailer presented him and the movie uh leading into it was really cool like we thought he was going to be scary mm-hmm. we thought he was going to be this great great villain and unfortunately he turned out to be pretty lame and on uh, top of all those problems he is a non-stop jokester yeah he is dishing out zingers Left and right. Well, he was ultimately Tony Stark's like subconsciousness, or right. That's fair. Um, and with that said, personal preference, didn't like it. Yeah, if I didn't he's either. gonna take over the robot. If he's gonna lead the robot apocalypse, stop, stop. You know, testing out your fucking jokes. You, you got to do it with a evening smile. at the Marvel Improv. It's it, it was horrible. <laughs> What's number 12 on your list, Paul? Wait, what, was thir- what was 13? Age of Ultron. 14 was Doctor, Doctor Strange because he hasn't seen, seen it. it. Okay. Yeah, Iron Man 2. Like, something about uh, who who played Whiplash? It was uh, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Like, I, I wanted to like him better, but I felt like he, he just felt such a generic white trash villain the entire movie. I was never... Are you white trash if you're from Russia? You're, is that Euro trash? Euro, Euro trash. trash. I want to get my terms correct. I want to get my slurs in line. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just didn't like. I didn't like him. I, I thought he looked like shit. He was kind of goofy. Um, you know, I, I like Sam Rockwell. I thought he was kind of wasted. I thought he should have had. He should have been more of a threat. I think they can bring him back at some point. That's what I was thinking the whole time I was watching is, man, they should pull Sam Rockwell back and have Hammer Tech be doing more stuff somewhere else in the world. I think that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, You guys covered Iron Man 2 pretty in-depth, and I just wasn't... You know, on the list of all these movies, it it falls to the 12th favorite that I want to watch next. (laughs) Uh, I'll run through my list pretty quick, um, and bottom, I'm gonna bottom three. My bottom. bottom three, and I'll try to give the stuff that I sort of liked. Uh, number fourteen, Iron Man three. Right on, give it here. Hey, I thought that the extremist villains were kind of 
different at least fire breathing like hate monsters i thought that was at least something different um i like that it was more of tony stark's it's a running theme throughout tony stark in these movies is that his past comes back to try to kill him and i thought that was another piece because he was nothing that wasn't anything like age of ultron well no that well yes that's what i said it's a running theme throughout all of Oh, I, I thought you meant that movie. No. I thought you meant Iron Man 3. Th- throughout all of the Iron Man iterations in Avengers and Iron Man, half the villains are people that come back. Whiplash is an old family foe. This dude is somebody he blew off at a party. Ultron is somebody that he created. It's, you know, I think Winter that's- Soldier, someone that killed his dad. Obadiah Stane, old family friend, wants the company. Right. I just think it's a good through line that they're connecting everything. So really... Like, they should just kill Tony. Right. He's the biggest villain of them all. And I, man, while I didn't like Mandarin at all, I thought it was a waste of Iron Man's biggest villain. Ben King's, his Kingsley's delivery of, well, I panicked, and then I handled it and cracks a beer. I thought that was pretty fucking well, that, funny. Oh, that, oh, fuck, that was Iron Man 3, wasn't it? Yes, that was that. The the Mandarin debacle. Yeah. the That could have been so much I really like the way they presented him. It was so different than the comic books when he was kind of this, like, international terrorist, and he mm-hmm. was sort of scary. Mm-hmm. And then they turned him into a fucking punchline to a joke. Worst twist. Maybe in the history of cinema, I hated it. Fuck you, Iron Man 3. If if you could be number 15 on a list of 14, you would be. 13? Age of Ultron? I like the Hawkeye stuff. I like Hawkeye, Family Guy. I, I kind of hated cool. that, man. I liked it. I they thought tried it was cool. to They tried to make Hawkeye the main character of the movie. They gave him something to do where he was just a bad guy in the first Avengers. So it felt like... It I, felt I was like cool with it. Had... Joss Whedon got to make the movie he wanted. All that Hawkeye stuff would have made a lot more sense, and it wouldn't have felt like, "Hey, we're showing you all this stuff because we th- we want to tease you that we're gonna kill him, and then we're not." Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I like Hawkeye, but I, for him to take center stage over, let's see, Captain America, Iron Man, the Incredible Hulk. Those dudes have three, four movies. I don't give to, a shit. They're flex, still the man. main guys. There's a reason why those guys are the main guys. That's when you think of the Avengers, you don't think fucking Hawkeye. You, you got Captain America. I think, think that Iron it's important man. to give everybody space and you build all of these characters. It makes them all more important. It's not like Hawkeye was the main character. It was like movie. he was the main character in that movie. He totally was. He was especially like the most. Uh, connected to humanity, he was he the most has, relatable. Because he is com- connected he even has to the humanity. hero speech at the end, like because he is because he doesn't have any fucking powers. He's just good at shooting shit. I don't know. Is Captain America closer to humanity? I don't know. Do you? It, I don't have super soldier serum coursing through my veins. Do right, you? But, but he was. He was all before he got his powers. He was but he all had, his powers. Blah, blah, blah. That. Before he got his powers. He was already that every man, right? Right, and that's fun, but it's a different spin on it. Somebody that still remains whereas, a, a normal human being amongst gods. Whereas Hawkeye, while is a regular man, he is at the peak of pinnacle uh, performance and enhancement as far as you can take it are without you, getting superpowers. Are you saying that Hawkeye's juicing? Is that what you're insinuating? How dare you? 
Have you seen the size of Hawkeye's forehead? It's fucking ripped. I liked all the Hawkeye stuff. There are redeemable parts of Ultron, um, but ultimately that movie's garbage. Right, I agree. I'm just saying the things that I like. Number 12, The Incredible Hulk. Ed Norton was great. He really was. The beginning of the film had like a real... The, the vibe of the TV show where he's on the run, he's trying to hide. I thought that was cool. They even mixed in the music from the TV show. They had a little bit of the lonely man playing when he's walking on the road in the rain. Thought that was cool. So that's what I liked about The Incredible Hulk. Matt, what's your number 11 movie? Thor The Dark World. That's fair. That's fine. I'm not going to assault you. Um... I'll tell you this. So 11 is Thor The Dark World. 10 is Age of Ultron. Very even movies in terms of enjoyment, which was to say not a whole lot. Um, But I think where Avengers edges out Thor is just based on the spectacle alone of seeing all the heroes together. And like you said, Paul, that party scene with all the Avengers... That was really good when they're trying to lift the hammer. That's like the kind of stuff that you want to see in these movies. Unfortunately, there wasn't nearly enough of that. But yeah, so Thor The Dark World, not real good. Avengers 2, not real good. And then after that, I think things start to get pretty good on my list. Um, Number 9 is uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Paul, you didn't see Doctor Strange. But uh, it was different. I think then a lot of the other Marvel movies just based on his powers and everything it was it was different it, you still had the the whole training montage kind of thing um but it, I bought it a little bit better than than yeah. maybe uh like an Ant-Man where he's trying to learn how to use the suit and and get his timing just right when he turns into Ant-Man like kind of eh, dumb you but, didn't like I thought the Ant-Man stuff was kind of quirky and fun. It, well, it was quirky, but it just wasn't fun. But um, Doctor Strange, though, was fun. Uh, I like kind of the whole magic aspect coming into the Marvel Universe as opposed to just more science and stuff like that. Um, I I kind of dug it. I thought it was pretty good. So those are my, my next three. Paul, what, what's your number? Well, I guess you're number 10 now. Uh, no, 11, 11, 10, and 9. Uh, Iron Man 3. Uh, Iron Man 3 and 2 are pretty reversible at 11 and 12. Uh, number 10 is The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> because as much as I remember enjoying The Incredible Hulk and as much as I'd like to see it again, there are just much better movies on I'll this let, list. I'll let you borrow it. And uh, number 10 is Captain America, The First Avenger. Ooh, and I feel like it. That's or it, it number number nine is this first Avenger, right? Yeah, eleven, ten, nine. Um, and this is when every like I like everything up from here. Like, there's not really any any real criticism. Things start for any going of the upwards at number nine for you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that even at number eleven, Ant Man, I I like that movie. I watched that movie a couple of times. I own that movie. Um, I think that Michael Pena and Paul Rudd were really good. Their their comedy was strong. Um, it was cool to see some of the old um, Shield stuff at the very beginning, like the the prologue scene with uh, young Michael Douglas. I thought that was kind of fun. And Agent Carter. Um, 
<laughs> and um, I disagree with you, Matt. The the montage, the training montage, I think was it was weird, but it was fun and different. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh-huh. Uh Number ten, Doctor Strange. Uh, I I can't really say too much bad about it. Only bad thing is that it kind of rehashed some of the training montage things that you've seen from Green Arrow. I think that's Iron kind Fist, of a Batman. It's kind of right. Yeah, it was very Batman esque. Right, mm-hmm. Batman Begins. The thing is. It's like a prerequisite for the first movie introducing the character anymore. Like, there's not a whole lot of movies like The Incredible Hulk where, because as everyone knows, he was created with a high gamma injection. And, and. Do people not know that it was gamma radiation? Do they no, not know dude, that? Dude, come on. Do they not know that? Really? I don't. I, the, I don't think. Brian, that. what do you think, buddy? Brian's a Hulk fan. He knew that. I, there Brian we have it. Would like the, to think I most like people know it. From the hey, Ginger, how did the Incredible Hulk become the Incredible Hulk? Well, now she's gonna know. I've been hearing you guys talk about. Oh, you were listening. All right, never mind. <laughs> anyway, Doctor Strange. As our live studio audience. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can buy tickets now to be in the live studio audience. Um, I thought that the final battle in Doctor Strange was pretty cool. It, it was uh, unique because they kind of reversed the mass destruction thing where you don't see all the destruction. You see it in reverse. Also, he tricks um, Dormammu at the end. And like it's that. a time loop. Instead of just punching at him, he outthinks him. Very cool. So number 10, Doctor Strange. Number 9, it hurts me to say this, Thor the Dark World. Mm. <clears throat> so Matt... Number eight. I think it's pretty fitting that you have Thor the Dark World listed at number nine. Right? Considering that was the grade that Ian gave it all those years ago before he knew how to rate movies. When I was a young madman. Well, I feel like our lists up through number nine are fairly interchangeable. You know, we just have to rejigger the order a little bit. But otherwise, you know, things are in their rightful place. I think our lists are going to be pretty similar. So where are we at? Eight, we're seven, going six? at eight, seven, six. Uh, my number eight is regular Thor, not Thor: The Dark World. That was number eleven. Number eight is Thor. Uh, good movie. Uh, good. Was this the? F- yeah, that was the first time we saw Thor because mm-hmm. he he appeared in Avengers after. The yeah, first Thor. that's right, and it was a huge departure from all the other Marvel movies. Yep. We we got two Iron Man movies, Hulk movie, mm-hmm. a lot of pretty standard Earthbound action and this was just crazy you know norse god space yeah i i was a little disappointed to learn the way that the marvel cinematic you wants to do thor and basically make him more of a science fiction character he's an alien not a god yeah uh i don't love that and where are you going i can't wait till you have to get up and go to the bathroom no way we got 10 more minutes i can hold it so uh I like Thor. Um, you know, I think Natalie Portman was pretty throwaway, but, you know, it's not necessarily her fault. I feel like any Jane Foster actress would have kind of been a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't bring a whole lot to it. Um, but it was cool to see the Destroyer, who is super iconic in terms of, you know, Thor villains. So I liked it. Uh, number seven, The Incredible Hulk, in its rightful place. Uh, not at the shit end of the list. I mean, this movie, I think, uh, in spite of what 
everyone seems to think was actually pretty good. And Paul, I completely agree with you. Um, what you said earlier, if Edward Norton had remained, uh, the actor to portray that character, or if, um, Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo was in it. It would rate higher. I honestly believe that. Uh, I think that they're, just talking about it, we were able to remember specific moments of that movie that we really liked, like the beginning, the campus sequence, the fight against the abomination at the end. Uh, Ian, you were gone, but my number seven after Thor is the incredible. incredible oh, there you go. I'm always here. And then uh, number six, um, this might be a little bit controversial. But it's Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Hmm. That's as high as it's going to rate with me. It's pretty low. It is pretty low. It was the movie that basically kicked off the Marvel Cinematic U. Um, it was good, but I kind of... I remember seeing all kinds of praise for it. Like, I saw lists. Other lists. that Listicles. Listicles. And uh, it was rated as, like, the, the all-time best superhero movie, period. And I thought, wow, that's incorrect. Um... It just was like in it would be like Iron Man number one, Dark Knight number two, shit like that. And I was just like, man, it was a great way to kick off the Marvel universe. But so much has been done in the time span. I agree. Like it's really unfair to all the movies that have come after. I agree with that. And as you'll see, Ian, my number five through one, you'll see all the other great movies that came out since then. But anyway, that's my eight, seven, six. Paul, what's your eight seven six? Thor: The Dark World at number eight. I as much as Malekith was a waste and a waste of Christopher Eccleston, there was so much other shit that I really liked about the about the Dark World. Um, you know, I love Thor Loki stuff. I love the way they acted together. The fight in the middle of the movie where Loki loses a hand or Thor loses a hand. One of them loses a hand. Like it was, like uh, so memorable. I mean, well, that part's memorable. It's memorable to me. I don't remember who loses the hand. It's half memorable. At the time, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like they they cut it. They cut his hand off. I was like, "Oh, they're doing like the Empire Strikes Back thing. This is gonna be legit." And then like it turns, it it winds up being like part of Thor and Loki's plan to get out of everything. Well, they kill Loki towards the end, or fake kill Loki, right? And. You know, I'm a big dummy. I thought it was going to be the same way, you know, like final. And I was like, oh, my God, how can they kill Loki? He's super popular on Tumblr. And then he comes back. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, like, if anything, it's it's standard. Like, I, I don't know what people are expecting from their their movies, but Thor the Dark World, standard movie. Yeah, I think that only the bottom few movies on these lists are honestly like problematic or bad movies yeah uh, number seven thor middle of the middle of the pack solid movie nothing to be hugely excited about nothing to be pissed off about i thought the destroyer stuff was really neat um i hated kat dennings in that movie i thought there was she she was like the only source of like blatant comedy they were like everything you say it's got to be funny hmm. so just be funny every time you open your mouth like whenever it's like she's calling the hammer like mew mew or whatever like just fucking stop she didn't bother me all that much um and number, Paul, i agree with you and a number six uh civil war as much fun as civil war was i feel like if you drop somebody into civil war without knowing anything else about the marvel cinematic you 
they're going to be a bit lost. And the whole airport fight scene is going to be like, what the fuck is happening? I think um, it leans a little too much on what's come before to make that a better movie. But I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. But I've also seen everything else that's come before that. But I think that the movie makers kind of like who drops into Civil War and just sees Civil War. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, moviegoers, are going to see at least one movie in the future. I think, or one one movie preceding. Are we not Civil War? Are we not gauging these movies on their I, merit by themselves? I I think that's part of it, but I think also the combined nature of you know the the final fight between Tony and the Winter Soldier and Captain America, that all leans on the other movies that come before it, and that's what makes that emotional moment really resonate is all the history that you've built up. You've earned that moment from all the other things, and I think that to take that away from the movie where it happens just because all of that uh, all of that emotional work didn't actually take place in that movie is... It's not fair to Civil War because it... at it actually capitalizes on all those things that came before it. It does. And you have to watch all that stuff to get that capitalization. If you just go into Civil War, a lot of the emotional beats are going to be lost. I liked it. I know all those emotional beats. It's like when you buy the when you buy a big comic book event and you only get the six event books. There's so much other ancillary stuff in each character's own book that make it a more rounded story. It's like how The Force Awakens is probably going to be a better movie after we see The Last Jedi because all those billions of unanswered questions are going to have answers to them. So, like, I liked Civil War. It was really enjoyable. But the fact that it leans so heavily on having to watch all the other stuff, that's why it's my number six. Uh, Ian. Matt, who's next? It's me. We're just going around the table. Eight, Iron Man 2. We've already talked extensively about Iron Man 2. Seven, Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, Really like the World War II setting. Won't find any problem with that from me. Red Skull looked great and was well acted by Hugo Weaving. Pissed off that Hugo Weaving didn't want to do it anymore. Because he was great. I feel like they could drop a boatload of money on him and he could come back for Infinity War 2 or something. Do you need Hugo Weaving? I'm sorry to interrupt, Paul, but do you need Hugo Weaving to put a shitload of prosthetics on a different actor at this point? Um, I don't know. I think he brings something to that character. So long as that actor has the foundation of Hugo Weaving's face to build the red skull on. I don't know. I think that it's sort of dismissive to say that his acting in the film wasn't a part of the 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 how good the red skull was did you like red skull one yes I, yes i did okay you think just anybody we just drop paul mcginty or or brian in there and it would be just as good well not paul but maybe brian yeah <laughs> the stoic nazism of brian over there <laughs> you know what he nails it <laughs> and num- uh yeah number seven and then number six is that how far we're yeah, going? Yeah, Eight? Yeah. Uh, okay, six. Six is Thor. Um, love that movie. Combination of swords and sorcery and science, I think, is really cool. Kind of like He-Man, all that. The three sh- S's. Yeah. <laughs> swords, um, sorcery, sorcery, and science. And science. I was really Triple. hoping 
As I started saying the three S's, I was like, oh, God, please don't let one of these words start with the C and I'm a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Loki is the best villain in the Marvel Universe we talked about. Bad villains. Loki's the best one. And this is the first time that we get to see him. We get to see his origin story, his yeah, motivation. He's, he's a Tumblr superstar for a reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is totally big on Tumblr, but he's he's great. And uh, I think he's he gets to you get to see how ruthless and intelligent he is. He's double crossing. He's a perfect villain for the greater Marvel universe. So that's my number. Six. It was cool. Also, the frost, the frost giants, frost giants in that movie. It's such a big universe, and you get to see it. And I understand. Yeah, you know what? I can I amend nope. my list? No. Nope. Damn it! Damn it! Uh, I will allow it. Yes. I'm gonna flip Thor and the Incredible Hulk. Thor is number seven. Let me do that now. It's just such a big world. Thor is uh, number seven. A big the Incredible universe. Hulk drops to number eight, Paul. And, and this is the first time in the Marvel Universe that you get to see the scope of everything. And I, I thought it was awesome. It blew me away in the theaters. Cool. Seeing the Rainbow Bridge and Asgard. It was just awesome. So Thor, number six for me. Matt, I guess five, four, three? We... Yeah, okay. All or right. do we want to... Yeah, yeah, five, four, th or or do we want to do five, five, four, four and yeah. then yeah, let's do five, four. Okay, uh, number five is the Avengers. The sheer spectacle of the movie for the first time, seeing all the heroes together, uh, first time we ever saw it in any context. You know, DC never did it. There's never been any like major crossovers of this magnitude and any other thing. Uh, with this level of world building or quality, so that alone was great, but. The character interactions were really strong in spite of the fact that they had the um, the arbitrary death of the most throwaway character, um, Coulson, in order to kind of be the inspiration that superheroes need, I guess, to do superheroing. But um, still, really good movie. Joss Whedon's best. Number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. Had uh, a lot of the same character beats as the... Um, Avengers movie, but probably even better. It was, it was more fun. You know, I, this is the movie that is the least superhero out of all of them. This movie to me is a mix of star Wars and Indiana Jones. Uh, not quite as good as either one of them, but pretty effing good. And I, I get nervous that the jokes aren't going to hold up over, over time. But, uh, Man, it was it was entertaining from beginning to end. I feel like it's a really rewatchable movie. I've watched it a bunch of I've times. I've seen it twice. I've watched it probably five or six times and I I still have fun with it, so Paul, five four? Five is Winter Soldier. It's a really, really good movie. Really well done. You get the essence of cap, you get the emotional weight that he's going through looking after his old buddy just a really well done movie they pull in bits and pieces of the marvel universe to make it feel like it exists in that world the addition of falcon you get uh black widow for a good portion of the movie just a really good movie and number four is ant-man because Woo! yeah what? Woo! because i think you can have a fun Man. romp. And I think that's exactly what they were going for. I don't think when the 
director looks back at this movie, he's like, oh, I had all these missteps because my montage wasn't good enough for Matt and there was just too much jokes. Like, I don't think he looks back at that at all. I think everyone that worked on that movie was like, we made a really good movie. With a really compelling villain, yeah. Well, you know, that- classic, that's your classic Marvel style, horrible villain. I feel like it the, has was the, evil McEvil worst it villain gets, on the list. Paul. Yeah, it gets knocked down because of. I think I'd put Ant Man higher, but Corey Stahl was the villainiest villain of all villainy. Like he was, they should have gave that motherfucker a mustache to twirl. Oh yeah, because it he was, was nuts. He was he was totally mustache twirly. Old school tie someone to the train tracks. Yeah, <laughs> he was fucking Skeletor with the with a bald head and a yellow jacket suit. Skeletor does have a bald head and he is yellow. <laughs> but uh, like, um, I liked I liked everything else about that movie so much. It Are was you so sure enjoyable. it's not just your love affair with Paul Rudd? I do love I do love Paul Rudd. I Red also love. loved um, uh, Martin Sheen. Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas, yeah. I knew I had it wrong. I knew it. I knew you did, too. I knew it. I did, too. I was waiting for it. I couldn't <laughs> wait to pounce. I knew. I. I uh, uh, yeah, I, I knew it. I, uh, yeah, the, the whole thing. Uh, who, was the, who was the Mexican guy? Michael, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Yeah. Racist. Well, you know, you knew who I meant. I did. You didn't say that chick. Yeah, that's <laughs> her name either, did you? I didn't. <laughs> you knew who I meant. I <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, like I, or, it was, it was so much fun. It was so much enjoyable. Like, you know, sometimes you know, I don't, I don't need, uh, I don't need to look through the lines to get what the movie's really trying to tell me. Like, it was just fucking fun, and I loved it. Ian, yeah, number fair. five, number five, Marvel's The Avengers. Um, we've covered everything that's great about The Avengers. Man, I still really like that spinning shot whenever you see the Avengers assemble for the first time. Still to this day, that's a fucking awesome shot. And whenever the Hulk is like, you know, telling them how he how he makes himself angry, and he's like, the tricks, you know, I'm always angry, and just instantly turns into the Hulk. Really cool moment. So that is my number five. Number four, Iron Man. Um, I think it deserves to be high on the list, but not in the top three. Great movie. We talked about all the pros of Iron Man. So it's it's just a quality movie. The best way for them to kick off the Marvel Universe. Iron Man's a great character for them to center everything around. And Robert Downey Jr. was awesome as Tony Stark. Matt, do we want to do number two? Or, or how do they do it Three, on two, like one. countdown shows? Do they do two and then they do one? Is that how they do it? Yeah. No, 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 but you skip three. You know what I mean? Like, you skip three, so then... Oh, like like America's Funniest Home Videos? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. up. Right, right? Do you want to do I that? I gotcha. Or do you yeah, want to just yeah. go three, two, one? But that would be, you would know what my top three okay, is. Okay, go ahead, three, two, one. And for I'm those sorry. of you keeping track, I'm sure you already know. You're like, ah, oh, I know what he has left. Who's keeping track? Nobody's keeping track. Your list is probably Matt Walker. He's like, hmm, I'm waiting for the uh, finger in your asshole. <laughs> Uh, these are the ones we're here. Yeah, these the are the, the like fingers to, in your ass. You like two knuckles deep, like, <laughs> and that's without one knuckle. <laughs> two. Uh, so my number three is Civil War. Um, I think Civil War is basically like Avengers three, honestly, uh, and it was better than either one of the Avengers movies, even though it had all the same characters. It really didn't feel like a Captain America movie as much as an Avengers movie. 
Uh, I thought so many of the characters shared time and, you know, let's face it, seeing Spider-Man in the Marvel U was pretty awesome. And I really like the structure of the movie where the way that they would present every location they were in with that like big letters across the screen and, and particularly when you saw Queens after you had seen all these crazy locations all over the world. But then you see Queens, New York. And you knew that they were going there when he was yeah. like, oh, I got a guy. And you yeah. knew it was going to be Queens. It and, was awesome. And right. And it was like the most fanboy like moment of the movie. Uh, that was very much like getting fingered in the ass. But um, <laughs> you queen. <laughs> yeah. Civil War. Civil War is number three. Do I want to do like two one or are we stopping at three and then going around? Do two. Number two. Well, then you'll know number one if I do two. No one's paying attention. Do two. I'll do two one. Um, number None two. of our listeners are paying attention. No one's writing down <laughs> what we're saying. Just do two. Uh, it's Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is just a notch better than Civil War. And the reason why I think that is because I think that the Winter Soldier, even though he turned into a good guy eventually, was so good as the villain he was scary. The movie reminded me when he was on the screen moments from like the original Terminator. You had just this unstoppable force and even like the weird music that accompanied him. Almost like all sound was drowned out except for this like blaring like weird effect. It he was terrifying I thought as a as a villain that that wasn't some monster. And you know, he was more than than a match for Captain America. Then, uh, then lastly, Captain America is number one, the first Avenger. I think that it's everything that I would want in a superhero movie, except Hugo Weaving. I didn't. He's I, completely replaceable. Not completely replaceable, but, but sure. Brian could replace him. I mean, Brian's a great with the right makeup prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. He he could be replaced. I mean, yeah. He could be replaced. You know who you can't replace? You can't replace Robert Downey Jr. But yeah, you can fucking replace Hugo Weaving. So stop acting like you can't. Anyway, Captain America First Avenger is really good because it's a more simplified superhero story that definitely sets some foundations for the whole universe to build on. Ian, like you said, the World War II setting is really cool. I love that they did that. I thought for sure they mm -hmm. wouldn't. I thought they wouldn't have the guts to do it, but they did, and it turned out really cool. It's directed by Joe Johnson, like longtime uh, movie creator and artist. He this is the guy that created Boba Fett, so that's saying something. And uh, it, did he do the Rancor as well? Like, wasn't he a visual effects artist on that? He may have been. I'm, that I'm not sure about, but like I. He, he didn't direct a whole lot, which was always really weird because he I always felt like I believe he did The Rocketeer, which was another movie mm -hmm. that just feels like kind of in the same vein as this Captain America movie. It had so many sequences that that I liked all the World War Two stuff. I loved it when they're running through like the forest and people are getting shot up and everything. Um, the Hydra stuff was really cool. And it was it kind of didn't take itself too seriously. I love that we had a main villain for the hero to go up against 
it was it was fantastic. It's it's so up there. Red Skull's in the top three of those these Marvel movies villains. He he was a really great villain. Imagine that the the movies that are toward the top of our list have really good villains. Truth. Anyway, Paul, what's your number? Three, two, one. Uh, three is Avengers. Really good. Really liked it. <clears throat> uh, number two is Iron Man. Uh, I would. I just really like Iron Man. I think the third act falls apart a little bit, uh, but everything else leading up to that, I think, is really strong. And number one is Guardians because that's my kind of movie. Guardians has the right mix of uh, a fun romp with some weightier moments. Um, I really like the B villain story with Nebula and Gamora, Chris Pratt's fantastic uh all all the actors in it um who plays drax uh batista wrestler dave batista uh uh out of nowhere one of the one of the best best parts of the movie uh even though they castrate the nova Corps and you know completely essentially ruin what they're supposed to be i think the use of drax is a great use of like the director seeing I have a limited actor he's a physical specimen but he can't really act so what are we going to do or the writers or whoever decide make that the the turn to make Drax literal because he's not that way in the books is he or I'm sure he is now he's no he he isn't yeah so so I mean that's like taking an actor's shortcomings and making it a strength and I I gotta credit it's probably James Gunn Gunn's call on that, so yeah. I have to give him credit. Sounds like for such that. a rock star, and by the way. We, James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. And like as two ends. Yeah. Listen, Double gun. If you've listened to the show before, you know that one of the biggest problems I have with these Marvel movies is that there's just too much comedy. But I think Guardians really understands the kind of story they're trying to tell with the kind of comedy laced into it. I'll, uh, I like that you picked the most comedic right. movie. <laughs> There's like, too much comedy in these. It, because it knows what it's doing. There's right. movies like Age of Ultron that are supposed to be the serious, threatening, world-ending, you know, robots taking over movie, and it's just comedy fest. It's a handful of these movies don't know which way they want to lean. Guardians gets a perfect balance of drama and comedy. Guardians... I wouldn't it right. say it's a perfect balance, Paul. It's way it weighted toward the the comedy more yeah, so than but the it, drama. Yeah, it but under, it understands that. The other movies are like, yeah, we're a we're a superhero action movie with a handful of with a dose of comedy, but the comedy's too much mm-hmm. and it's misplaced in a, in a lot of spots. But Guardians puts everything together just the way it's supposed to be. Ian, three Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, like Matt said, I'm going to be rehashing a lot of what you guys are saying now, but like Matt said, the Terminator aspect of Winter Soldier tied into the whole uh, my best friend is now my worst enemy thing. Really excellent. Guardians of the Galaxy is my second pick. Um, like Paul said, a very fun romp, if you will, through space. Nothing wrong with a romp. Matt, you tied it in great. It's Indiana Jones meets star wars it really is it's so much more that than like any kind of comparison to a superhero movie and uh my number one is captain america civil war honestly 
I mean, I thought about it really hard, and I flip-flopped between Guardians, Captain America, and Winter Soldier a lot today. And Civil War comes out on top for moments that are just like, oh shit moments, whenever Spider-Man makes his first appearance, whenever Ant-Man turns into Giant-Man, and the big fight scene... Oh, was like, amazing. The big fight scene at the, at the airport is amazing. Whenever Captain America is chasing down Winter Soldier at the very beginning, that whole like that uh, just like practical effects fight scene in the stairwell is awesome. Uh, the introduction of so many characters, it was like a comic book that just came to life. And the thing that I keep coming back to and takes it over the top is the final emotional scene between Tony and steve whenever yeah it was heavy the the moment whenever he's like you know you need to stop and he's like i could do this all day Mm -hmm. and it's it and you know like why you didn't like uh, he you know he was my friend i thought i was your friend too like that shit choked me up watching it Mm -hmm. and it still does because it's real emotional shit it it makes the whole sequence in the airport look like play acting until yeah you get to the real like, cause that's the way I felt. The first time I saw it, I was like in awe of the airport sequence. Mm-hmm. But then, the second time you see the movie, Paul, you wouldn't know. You've never seen a movie more than once. But the second time you see the movie, is the airport scene takes a backseat to the to the final battle between Iron Man and and Cap, and damn. And it's real. It's real emotional stakes where you can see. Captain America being pulled in different ways. You know, his heart is being pulled because he has ties to both of these people and he feels allegiance to both of these people. And it's it's heartbreaking and it's real stuff. And I know you have to watch a bunch of movies to get to that place. But I did and it got me there. I feel like I, I feel it. like you can get to that place just with well, you can almost get to that place with just Civil War alone. But you can take out the entire airport scene in the middle and just laser focus right, on those three characters and it would be a much better movie because they have that airport fight scene and it's for nothing. I think the airport fight scene is just, it's fun and spectacle and you get to see these characters interact in a way that you never have. You get to see Spider-Man take down Giant Man like he was a walker from Star Wars. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just great. Like that's big, awesome. That's the shit that I want to see. It's big, awesome, fun. But it also has it the other, the flip side of the coin. Nothing to do with the story that the movie should have been focused on. I don't think that it degraded the movie at all to have a moment of big spectacle juxtaposed with a moment of real, true emotional heartbreak. I thought it was great. So, and I mean, just even. As Tony's watching the video of Winter Soldier pulling up and killing his parents, fuck, man, fuck, like that's great. Yeah, yeah. to me, that's the laser focus triumvirate of that movie. Amazing, right? Right, and but I mean that—that's what puts it over—is the the that relationship between Tony and Bucky and Cap. That 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 three-way of. Avengers <laughs> that I just that I just that just gets my mouth watering but that's why I put um, Civil War above it's the combination of spectacle and emotion so the, those Great. are those are our lists ladies and gentlemen go to Facebook right now and hate the shit out of them <laughs> 
Thanks to everyone that sent in lists and participated. We really appreciate it. We love all kinds of feedback, except yours, Comf. That just upsets us. If we missed anybody, blame me. I'm really sorry. I tried to hit everybody that submitted lists. So thanks to everybody that submitted lists. We Thank appreciate you. it. And uh, that'll do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Max Sal. We'll see you next time.